All right, we're going to get started on the return of the gods. I've been ready to get to this book. And I said I encourage you guys to, 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 to read ahead on this thing because we're only going to be able to take excerpts because of the way it's written here. You already read it all? Very disturbing. Ain't it? Ain't it? It's going, it's going to get down where we live uh, in there. Uh, and we're going to read, uh, this first chapter is a page and a quarter, and it's the introductory, so we will read it because he's going to give you the questions and things that he's going to bring up uh, in this book. Uh, but while I introduce it, go ahead and go to Acts chapter 17. Um, you know, we talked about this many times in here that the, the, the fight in our country is, is a spiritual fight. It's not, you know, and we can get into this later. But the devil's number one tactic is division. The Bible says a house divided against itself can't stand. If I talk a little loud, y'all, I'm sorry. This ear stopped up. I hear his ear in this side of me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's division. You know, he don't care if it's dividing man against woman, against whites against blacks, Republicans against Democrats. Anywhere he can drive a wedge, that, that's what he tries to do is, is cause division. That's his, his number one tactic. Uh, and you can look around and see, you know, that, that this thing is spiritual. And that's why the Bible says we can't get mad and take, you know, I, I got where on, 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 and I don't stay on social media very rarely. I just try to check, see what's going on. But I just thumb through news. I don't even look at news articles that, you know, talk bad about the president or talk bad about Miss Pelosi or those kind of things. Why? Because the fight is not me and her. The fight is a spiritual thing that, that, that she's getting influenced and don't even realize they're getting influenced. It's a spiritual fight. It's not a, so you can't get mad at those people because then you have the love walk and you open the door for the devil to come in and, and, and beat your brains out too. So our quote for the week is, Your age doesn't define your maturity. Grades don't define your intelligence. And rumors don't define who you are. Pretty deep. Did you come up with that? Nope. No. <laughs> I had two. I was in a dilemma. I was in a dilemma this morning. I told Angie, I said, I got these two quotes, and I don't know which one to use. I said, pick one. What do you think? And so she picked, She thought that one was, was the better of the two, because I really thought the other one was. But I didn't. when I asked her for her opinion, I couldn't back, go back the other way. It wouldn't be the first time. No. How do we done work 90 hours this week? It ain't the time to push mama this morning. It's time to just leave her alone. Uh, all right, Acts chapter 17. Here, I'll, I'll give, we'll give a little introduction. Um, basically, the, the, the gist of this book, he calls them gods, but it's demonic spirits, demons, those kind of things that the Greek mythology called gods, little, little G-O-D, they called them gods. That, Mark, turn that AC down. They, so that's why he's using this term because in the book he's going to relate what's going on to, to those certain gods in those, in those times that, that ruled and did what they done. He's going, so he calls them gods, but it's little, little G in there. And also, you know, he says in the book, you know, they call it Greek mythology. But it wasn't really myths. Those were demonic spirits that possessed people, possessed lands and governments. It, 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 was, it was a real, a real thing. Uh, in there. So here, uh, we'll read in, in, in Acts right here where Paul a, a addressed this here in Athens with the Greeks. Uh, Acts chapter 17, is that what I said? Mm -hmm. 
in verse uh, 21. It says, For all the Athenians and strangers which were there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear something new. So this is that new age thing that we, we talk about today. It says, Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with the inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore you ignorantly worship, but I declare him unto you. God that made the world and all the things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and of earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. Now, what God, Paul is saying here, they thought they had so many gods that they thought they may have not recognized one, so they had a statue to the unknown god uh, there, there in, in Athens. If you, and through where Paul was in, in, in Mesopotamia, Athens, all these places, Greece, most of them worshipped the, the goddess Diana. That was the number one, the number one god. Yeah. Alright, and go to Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20, and we look at uh, just verse 3. This is the Ten Commandments, if you you want to find the Ten Commandments. It says, thou shalt, have, thou shalt have no other gods before me. So, when I looked at that, I, I thought I knew what it meant. But when I looked up the, 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 the actual God, word here, what, uh, what Moses wrote and, and God spoke, is you have no rulers, judges, angels, or any other power in front of me. That's what God said. No judge, no angel, no government, no power of any kind in front of me. In front of God. God's first. See? So, if and this book is dealing with the United States. So, if we look at the United States, that's exactly what, what we've done. We've put everything in front of God. What, what the government will do for me, what benefit I get from the government in the last 20 years has decided how I vote. Not the principles or the morals of that person. What I think he can do for me personally is why I voted for him. So that got us, partly got us, started getting us out of order because we started voting for the program instead of the person. You know, if you vote for a person, you don't have to know what he'll do, all these scenarios. If you vote for a person with morals, he'll do the right thing. You may not like what he does, but he'll do the right thing because his morals will, will, will make him do the right thing. Isn't that? All right. So, one more point and we, we get into the book. There will always be a spiritual force ruling, either good or bad. From, I mean, that's just the way it is. The spiritual is in front of the natural. Spiritual things happen and make things happen in the natural. See, But when one force or gets pulled back, and creates a vacuum, that other force will, will fill the void. And that's exactly what's happened in the United States. We took God out, and there was that void, that vacuum, and then what happened? Well, Satan come and filled it, see? And we're going to get into all that and in this book as, as we go. But I said, I'll read this first page in a, in a quarter, uh, just to let you know where, where we are. Uh, and one other point we'll get to later in the book um, Christianity 
is what pushed all of these gods that ruled these European countries out. Christianity pushed them out. And they went into exile, see? And so then when the world started pulling back on Christianity and God, then he's, he's going to make these points in this book, is what started, started the, 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 the leak in the dam, so to speak, that now has just exploded uh, in us, okay? <clears throat> the mystery. Is it, possible, is it possible that behind what is happening to America and the world lies a mystery hidden in ancient inscriptions of the Middle East? Is it possible that the ancient entities known as gods are more than fiction and possess an independent reality? He's going to show us in a little bit about how these guys possess whole lands and people and all that. Is it possible that they have returned to our world? Could these entities lie behind what we see on our television screens, computer monitors, what we find in our shopping centers, what our children are being taught in classrooms, what our leaders announce and implement? <clears throat> Could they lay behind the current events, news, movements of our times and behind what is even now influencing our lives without our realizing it? Is it possible that one of these ancient entities once paid a visit to New York City and started a cultural revolution that is still transforming our world? Who are the possessor, the entrancer, Enchantress, the destroyer, the transformer. And what do they have to do with what is now taking place in our culture? These are all very good questions. Could there be a mystery that lies behind and explains the sign of the rainbow and the reason it is saturating our culture? And could that mystery go back to the temple of ancient Mesopotamia? Right, and I looked this up in and, and Mesopotamia. They had a goddess called Manza, M-A-N-Z-A-T. And the Greek god, the equal Greek god is Eris. And it is the god of the rainbow in there. So he's going he's to bring, bring this forward here in a little while. Could the mystery of the gods have actually determined the outcomes and timing of Supreme Court rulings down to the exact days? Now there's a question. Is it possible that the dynamics of ancient mythology have actually played out in our public squares and on our city streets in real time? Could these gods or beings actually be the unseen movers and catalysts of modern culture? Could they even now at this moment be, work, be at work transforming the modern world beyond recognition? What is all this leading to? We shall now embark on a journey beginning with the ancient entities known as the Shedim. That's what it's called in the Bible. It's, it's demonic spirits. And, 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 and also, I didn't realize that, that, that Jews had mythology too. That, that, that the Jewish people had a mythology. Well, <clears throat> as, I, as I begin to look, look this word up, it, it's, it, it's in the, many times in the, in the Old Testament. Uh, they call it the Tanakh. But... The Greeks, uh, the, the Jewish people were in bondage. I'm going to get a little ahead of myself. We're going to get into this in the next page. For 400 years, all right? And then Egypt had all these gods and all these mythologies that, that run over into the Jewish people. But I never considered that the Jewish people did anything other than, than, than know God is God. I know they transgressed. They got off course. They've they done all these things. But I, did, I didn't. Did you, any of you guys know that they had a mythology also? 
Alright. While I'm reading this next couple paragraphs, go to uh, Matthew chapter 12. Like Greek mythology, yes. Go ahead. It had to bleed over like we hear of the Muslim or, or even, you know, different, you know, it had to bleed over in their conversation. And they, they had to be at least well aware of it. Some would be more, just like us, some would be more aware than others. Mm-hmm. And, and, and finally, on that subject of talking about them in bondage, because I've been studying, I've, I've asked all y'all to read Psalms 91 every every day and, and change those vows to, to I and me, make it make it personal. But you know, he talks about, and I understood this this week, you know, he says, he says under thy wings shall thou trust. You know, and we, we know, you know, that like, you know, baby chickens and birds, when they get in trouble, they run up under, under the, the mama's wings for protection. Well, that, that symbolizes in the Old Testament is a canopy. That, 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 and we call it the bubble around here. You know, that's what we call it. We call it the bubble. Uh, a canopy over God's people. And, and so I begin to think, where's all that at in the Bible? Well, you look, though, when the ten plagues hit Egypt, it would be pitch dark in Egypt, but bright sunshine in the land of Goshen. That canopy, that divide, it would be like going from, from the Barber County, Dale County line. There's, it's darkness on Dale County line and the sun shining bright as soon as you cross the Barber County line. That canopy. And you see that, you know, through, through all ten of these plagues that, that under their, their wings shall they trust. See, Moses wrote that song. See, and, and I believe that's what he's back referring to. That You know, you could you'd cross that line from Egypt to Goshen and bam, whatever the flies, the frogs, the, the death, whatever it was, man, when you cross that line, bam. You entered that canopy; it was non-existent, just that far over. And uh, so, maybe that's another study for another day. But I just found that that interesting when you when you start looking at this, you start seeing, you know, and then you start looking at your own life. Though you know, those very very, I always had those very very near misses, you know, whether it be an accident, motorcycle, car, something falling, you know, just missing, you know, we, we that that that. We don't recognize that, that canopy. I mean, just how close. If you'd have been another second earlier, a second later, what, what the tragedy would have, would have been, you know. But that canopy, that kept you right there. Okay. All right, it says, let me start back on the sentence here. I call it that favor. You just walk your arms and make for me, you'll be all right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Like a young, if I can just, I can just find daddy and mama, everything will be all right. Since we will remove the veil and uncover the first and most important revelation underlying the mystery of the gods, we will see the ancient transformation concerning the gods that changed world history. We will open up a 2,000-year-old warning involving a house of spirits and what it foretells concerning the modern world. Now, he's talking about here Matthew chapter 4. He's gonna spend some good time in it. That was that was feel that was good, wasn't it? About the about the about the uh, demons that, that he wrote about. Right, Matthew chapter four, verse forty-two. Matthew twelve forty-two. Let me get it right. Twelve forty-two. Don't seem like that's right. 
That ain't, that ain't right. <coughs> you know what Jesus talks about the, uh, the, the man that was demon-possessed and, the, and the, the demon left him? Huh? I looked it up. This, I had it on my notes, but I think I wrote it down wrong because that's not Matthew chapter 12 is not, not talking about that. Yes, yes, yes. I'm in the wrong verse. 42. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, I was, I was trying to read verse 41, but throwing me off. Matthew 12, 42. It says, The queen of the south shall rise up in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it. For she came from the utmost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. What it's saying is, I'm going to give you some deep wisdom here, some knowledge, some understanding. And I've never seen this like this until, until this book. It says, When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest, and findeth none. Then he saith, I will return into my house from whence I came out. When he is come and findeth it empty, swept, and garnished, then he goeth and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of the man is worse than the first, even so shall it be also unto this wicked generation. So what he's saying is what, how this is going to be related in the book is when Christianity came and drove all these spirits out, come in and swept and cleaned up the house and got it in spiritual order. Now when it's pulled back, we're going to be seven times more wicked than that generation before us. And you look what, and you look at what he's talking about here, Noah, Sodom, and Gomorrah, the things that we're doing today and the things we're coming up with today pale in comparison. You know, what they did then was minute compared to what, I mean, like I said, when evil's turned loose, it just continues to... To go, go, go. You know, we looked at the pedophile stuff last week, you know, in California. Uh, all right. It says, We will then see how the gods of ancient mystery have come into our world, and they will, uh, we will uncover the dark trinity and how it has changed our culture. We will reveal the God, how the gods are working and moving and all that is taking place around us, how they are initiating social upheavals and cultural revolutions in dwelling our politics, transforming our world, and even our lives. Finally, we will open up the meaning and the significance of it all and what it portends, what it will lead to, and what we need to know and do in light of it. So that's what the book is going to be about. Anybody got any comments before we go any further? All right. All right, Return of the Gods. We're going to look at these first two paragraphs, and then we've got another paragraph at the bottom we're going to look at. The gods have returned, or the demonic spirits. They had been away for ages. The ancients had exiled, exiled, exiled them. They wandered the barren, desolate places, just like the scripture we just wrote. The deserts, wilderness, alleyways, ruins, graves, and sculptures. They haunted the underground, the dark realms of the forbidden, the taboo, and the dead. They inhabited the shadows of the darkness. Now, in their days of glory, they had reigned over tribes, nations, kingdoms, empires. They had subjugated cultures, mastered civilization, infusing them with their spirits, saturating them with their images, and possessing them. Now, he's talking about here the Neanderthals. And we spent, what, two or three months studying 
he didn't hear the, you had those videos from Mac Hammond, uh, where the Neanderthals, the cavemen came from, all of that. And we know you can find it in Isaiah, you can find it in, in some of the writings in the law, uh, you know, about this man. They had cities, they had kings, they had empires. And what happened, uh, and we just take this shortly, we have to go back and get some of those notes maybe and, and, and bring people what in the class up to date. You know, you know, when Satan was thrown out of heaven, he was, he was put here on the earth. All right? Genesis 1 and 2, there's a lot of time between Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, millions of years. Because we know that Adam was only 6,000 years ago. All right? But when we do carbon remains of these Neanderthals, they are millions of years old. See? And as I don't want to dig into our study, I, I don't... I know it was recorded, but I can't tell you where back then, but may have to bring some of that forward to, to show some of y'all factual stuff about this. So we, we, we know that they were pre-Adam people that, this is my thinking on it now, and I, I can't back it up, that, see, the devil it always has to counterfeit God, see. So his job, he was going to try to get ahead of God. And so these Neanderthals, because he had all the power he had, and he didn't lose any power till Jesus came, see. So these people were, were, were pre-Adam people, and the best that, that I could interpret, they, they had no spirits. They were, they were soulish people like dogs, animals, things like, like that. They had no, had no spirits, and we kind of took in a lot of that in our studies. Uh, but, uh, and I did know the main king, and it just slipped, slipped my mind. But uh, all those people come, come in between those verses right, right there. Uh, when when you start looking at, at that age old old stuff, all right. Anybody on that? All right. Skip down to uh, one, two, three, third paragraph up. It says, "But the days of their dominion came to an end. They were expelled from the high places, banished from pla palaces of kings, driven out of the public squares, cast out of their temples, and removed from the lives of their subjects." We just talked about Christianity. Skip a paragraph. The gods were sent into exile. In time, they become memories, echoes, phantoms, and then they were forgotten. We started calling them myths. Okay? I want to read that to, to get you into this next two pages. We're going to spend quite a bit of time right here. Right, go to Deuteronomy chapter 8. I'm going to read that second paragraph on page 6. Because he didn't take time in this book. He is a, the guy that wrote this book is a pastor of the church. So I'm just going to try to give you some of the scriptures that go along with what he, he says here to, to back it up from the Bible. It says in this... In this uh, Second paragraph. It was then, having demystified the earth and awash in its newfound powers, that man decided he had no need of any God. And it was then, and by that, that the ancient door was set ajar. The long locked portal of the gods was reopened. This was their conjuring, their invocation, and their return. All right, now let's read uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8. And then I relate it back to America and start in verse 11. It says, Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God 
and not keeping His commandments and His judgments and His statutes which I have commanded thee this day. Lest when thou hast eaten and are full and hast built godly houses and dwelt therein, and when thy herds and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast has multiplied, then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt, and from the house of bondage. I'm going to get verse 19. And it shall be, if thou do at all forget the Lord thy God, and walk after other gods, and serve them, and worship them, I testify against you this day that ye shall surely perish. Now, we know coming out of World War II that the economy of the United States changed dramatically. We, we, we become a manufacturing giant. Uh, people began to obtain good jobs. You know, before, <clears throat> before then, you know, very few people had automobiles. But coming out of that war and all that we'd learned about manufacturing and about the things we could do, uh, you know, in, in the 50s and all, uh, you still have some of the most classic cars that, that, that ever existed come out of the 50s, uh, you know. Then everybody w was able to, to get cars and, and, and credit was first instigated in the 50s. Before then, you know, People had barn raisins, house raisins. All the neighbors come together and, and you built the house and you build it debt free. You built the barn, you build it debt free. But with, with, with then, all the people started going to the cities and the cities started growing tremendously and that philosophy no longer worked. And so then the concept of, hey, I deliver you ice every day and at the end of the month you pay me. See, we begin to establish credit which had never never existed. You could borrow, and the people borrowed money to buy land, things like, you know, big ticket items back before the day, but as far as people loaning money for a refrigerator, things like that never existed, you know, or giving you credit for, for ice and things. It began to develop in, in, in those days. And those become the most prosperous, and, uh, uh, you know, until now, you know, we just continued to prosper, to prosper, to prosper. See, so what happened in the 60s from that prosperity from the 50s to the 60s, we got what? The hippies. What's the philosophy of the hippies? Oh, I'm free, man. I do what I want to do. I can do. All right. What does he say here? Remember when I prosper you, don't forget how you got prosperous. See, it started in the 60s there. We began to lose control. You know, even... Even and most of y'all that 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 that's mid forties, the 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 older fifties like us, you know, there were certain things that even the most vile person in the community wouldn't do. There's certain words that we use every day now that you just didn't hear out of the, out of the guy that would, would would the cussing sailor. He never say the f word, and you, there was a respect even for God. You know, when, when somebody would pray, even though they didn't believe in God, didn't know God, what they did, they'd take their hat off, they'd bow their head. They were still a godly reverence, see. But then when the hippie come in and all of that, then they, all that began to, to change. But what I want, another thing I want you to see is from World War II, from the beginning of this nation through World War II, we never lost a war. We won everything we did. From Vietnam to this day, we have not won in one since. Why? 
we lost that candidate. See, the, because this country was founded, I, I should have brought the man's name and all. When the first guy got here before, before Columbus, this land was dedicated, and the guy, the, the, the church that was there made a covenant with God that we would be your, just like Israel did, we would be your people, you will be our God, we'll establish this nation based on, and you look at our nation, I mean, our laws are written from the Bible. You know, everything we do was based out of, out of the Bible, that commitment to God, that covenant with God. And so God held us. You know, you can't think that Washington could ever defeat Britain, you know, unless he's in that canopy. See, and you look at how we went through, you know, you know, the deciding point in World War II, you know, they call it doomsday, you know, it had been cloudy and they couldn't do it and, 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 and misting and, and fog and they couldn't make the invasion. And then the last day they had the opportunity, what happened? Boom. It all just went away and they could invade. And that changed the course of, of the war. All right. But from Vietnam to now, what has happened in every conflict, we've not let our military do what our military is trained to do. All right? Political and, and, and being unpopular, people rioting and people protesting and, and political people going to lose the vote. It all gets political and then we don't ever finish it. We always take it so far, but we don't ever finish it, see. Before, we had always went in decisive and clear with a mission, and we took care of business, and bam, we got out of there. But from then on, you see how, how when, when things started changing in the 60s in the spiritual world and in, and in our national environment, then how it began to get in every part of life, see, and everything we begin to do. And the, all right. And you think of today, I mean, other, you know, and I find this stat hard to believe. The stats still say that 80% of the United States are Christians. But do you think that's a good stat? Like everything else, it's skewed if we do, we got a pitiful voting record. Do what, both? It's like everything else is skewed pretty hard. Yeah. They may claim to be Christian, but they don't live up to the values, or we wouldn't have the issues we got. You know. I shouldn't say that stat may be true as far as just using the word for you. I mean, you know, just using that phrase, I'm a Christian. You know, for that's even that's even And I take exception for this church because I I, I think we differ. But I I, I would I, I think probably in the workplace there's not a lot of difference in in the guy that goes to church and the one that don't. I mean they socialize the same, they talk the same, they do the same, there's just not a lot of a lot of difference. We 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 blended out. We've let the culture come into the church and change the the church. Where am I at, Mark? Ooh, time flies when you're having fun. All right. The next paragraph says, "So it began. They came back from the desolate places and from the dark and forbidden realms, and they came up from the underground and from the dwelling places of the dead, and they stepped out from the shadows. They came slowly at first." as the door had at first only been slightly opened. And their entrance, if their entrance had been too rapid, it would have been repelled that the door would have been closed. So we start talking about in the 60s. I'll tell you something about liberals in a second. But even if you just step back 10 years ago, and the, where the veil was still partly covered, and somebody told you 10 years ago that and I just read this article the week before last, that a baby w w was not a baby 
we could kill it all the way up to birth. Now the <clears throat> they don't know what they're going to do with this doctor. But this baby survived abortion. And the doctor put the baby in a tub of ice cold water to finish killing it because it's an abortion clinic. Now, we shot down. Ten years ago, this country would have turned upside down, would it not? Even ten years ago. Five years ago, maybe. We would have turned upside down at that. But then last week, we see where now we're calling the minor attractive people and we say it's just in their genetics that, that, that a 50-year-old man wants to have sex with a six-year-old. That's just part of it. Do, do, do you see what the book is saying here? This is where we're going, see? Do, do, do you see that? See? So, so I'm saying this to say this. And I'm trying not to preach, trying to teach. What are we going to be in five years from today? We think we wouldn't have done that five years ago till today. But what about today from five years? If we don't right the ship, if we don't change, what, what will be okay then? That I know. Now, this is, the, this is the gist of liberals. You can go back, you can prove this anytime, anyway. Because you find it in everything. The liberal agenda is this. If I tell the lie long enough, it'll become the truth. You look at abortion, you look at gay marriage, you look at all that. They started 30 years ago telling us that. Resist, 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 resist. Now all of a sudden, it's taken as, as okay. We got churches condoning it. We got ministers condoning it. You know, and then out, because we tell it long enough. And if you notice, see, it's, 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 and I'm not trying to be political here, I'm just trying to show you how a thing works. The, 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 the liberals, and because you're going to see in this book, that the, the liberals have infested every area the, the colleges, the schools, the networks. You notice, if you watch the news, you know, and, and you watch the liberal news, every one of them will say the exact same thing. Like somebody has given the talking points out, and they all project the same thing. You know, the politician has started, then every news will say, and it's, see, if we tell it long enough, people begin to believe it. It becomes the norm, see. And that's, that's what this is saying. If, we had, if they had slung the door open in the 60s and started this abortion and, 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 you know, I can marry a man, a man can have a baby, you know, it would have slammed so fast. Because the spirituality of the nation would not have accepted it then. But they wore the spirituality. In the last 60 years, they wore the spirituality of the nation down until now what, what, what was, was totally unconscionable now is, is everyday life. Do, do you see it? What? They all good? All right. Well, look at how the people are now, too, as far as accepting everything, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, the people are partially to blame for it, too. That's right. Somebody. I blame the church. I blame the Christians. We stood up to nothing. We stood up when they took when we did Roe v. Wade. We did nothing. They took Bible out of school. We did nothing. They took prayer out of school. We did nothing. They took the Ten Commandments just what six, seven, eight years ago from us. We did nothing. We simply think, though, what I see is no one wants to argue or stand firm on a particular subject. They <clears> want to say, well, if I just want, you know, most they assume most people don't feel that way, and then they, then. The one speaks up, and then the mass hears. Mm -hmm. The mass hears the loudest one. I think we got five percent of the people driving the nation. It ain't, I don't think the, the, the attitude of the nation. When you talk about abortion. Yeah. I don't believe that is the standing philosophy for ninety-five percent of the people. I could be wrong. I think you got five percent of the people driving this boat. What well, are you looking for? Fourteen states that ban abortion. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I mean, and they vote and follow. 
But in some, in some cases, in some cases though, they they have tightened it so tight to 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 that that we went too far. There's certain procedures that a lady needs, and when those are banned, then then I think we went too too far. I don't want to get into reproductive and all that kind of stuff, but they certain. But but I know in some states now they can't even. They call them DNCs. Some states can't even do DNCs no more. That's that's too far. You got to have that for women's health. And then I'll just leave that at that. All right. <clears throat> We're mad. All right. So, so I did I did some research here. Let, let's let's read this next uh, the next paragraph. It says the world they now entered was unlike the one they left. In the former world, cities glowed with the lights of oil lamps and walls were adorned with carved images. But the world they entered, cities were illuminated with electrical currents and images of light moved across billboards and movie screens, television sets, and computer monitors. Mm. I went back, and in 1925, the Association of atheism was born atheism was born in 1925 and in 1940 the ag agnostics and the humanist movement started in the 40s so i didn't know what either one of those was anybody know what a humanist is the agnostic, agnostic? means they feel uh -huh. the, I asked one that i said what exactly does that mean to you a person yeah that's there's right no way uh -huh. There's no way for you to prove one way or the other. And I said, well, thus faith is born, then. That's right. And he said, yes, then, but I don't have faith, so I'm agnostic. He said, the person who believes nothing is known or can be known of an existence of God. So basically, first thing atheists you know, is agnostic is they discount God. A humanist is this. Now, I don't know how you can figure this one out. Rejects supernatural and only trust in science. So now when you look at COVID and believe the signs, you can start picking out the humanist. Right or wrong? I mean, if you start knowing what these things are, then you can start picking people out as to what they really, they may not tell you they believe it, but this whole thing is people doing things that they say they don't believe in anyway, doing them behind the scenes. See? That's what this whole thing is, is about in the cover of, of darkness, you know. But when, you know, when, 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 but, then, but then you got what? You got the Scientology, you got all those other things that go along with, with the humanist, you know, that don't, you know, that they don't believe anything but what science says. And, then, you know, and the world might have been created with a Big Bang, but if it was, I believe God did the Big Bang. That's all I know, you know, about, about that. You know, that the Big Bang just didn't happen. But the gods could not rule over the modern world as they had over the ancient, not in the same way. But they would rule over it. They would not return to the high places and groves of their ancient shrines. See, in, 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 I'm gonna call it mythology, but we know it's not. You know, the, the the God was the control. See, everybody went to that God, and that God controlled that demonic spirit controlled everything. These these Orions that worked in the temple were possessed people, and you see it on TV programs. You know, they come to the Oracle and ask advice from the Oracle. Well, the Oracle is it's kind of like a seance. You know, they getting it from 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 the uh, from the demonic spiritual side. And, and I know. At my age, you know, seances were pretty. We all tried to do a seance. I never did get no results. I never could make the Ouija board work. Could you? Anybody ever worked the Ouija board? No. It didn't ever tell me nothing. Now I know some of y'all got y'all some candles and went in the old, old, old house and tried to. to 
come on, I ain't the only one that done. I know I ain't the only one. That. Oh, y'all said nobody never done that. Oh yeah, look, Colleen did, Duke did. Yeah. Light them candles. Light them candles. Then you go to the cemetery because because that in the Pea River is supposed to be haunted. You know where you see the in the old Jerusalem church. So y'all all ain't know y'all admitting it, but y'all all talking about it right now. So I know, but a lot of guilty folks as me. I reckon I'm the only one going out on the internet right now. <laughs> but this next sentence is going to put it in perspective. But they would inhabit the new seats of power by which the modern world was led and make of them their thrones. They would come upon the movers and influencers of modern culture and make them their instruments. That's what I was saying earlier. See, these people are the instruments. They, they, you could call it not possession, but you could, you could say they oppressed. That, 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 that these movers and shakers that we're talking about in our government are being influenced. You ever notice though, why you can send good people to Washington and they don't stay good very long? You ever notice that? They get up that, huh? Well, it's, it's, it's what he's saying here, and we're going to get into this God in, in, a, in a few weeks that, that, that's sitting there, you know, with his tentacles and in, in, in everything in, in, in Washington. I mean, the, 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 the evilness that is there is just, just beyond, beyond scope when, when, when you start realizing what, what's going on there. So that's what I said. You know, we, and, and, and Paul says too, you know, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. You got to remember that. Don't let that news media and what you see about these people make you upset with them and angry with them, because then, then you're falling into their play. See, because then you're getting off base with God. See, you got to you, you got to flush it and pray for them and 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 forgive it and let it go. Amen. All right, we'll pick it up right here next week. <laughs>